So we're all under the assumption that we'll be headed to the polls in a federal election this fall, September, maybe October, somewhere around there anyway. And one of our federal parties is completely coming apart at the seams at the worst possible time. The Green Party is right now actually working to suspend the membership of their own leader. It's the latest step in a very strange and extremely bitter battle. So let's get some insight on what on earth is going on. David Aiken, the chief political correspondent for Global News, joins us now. Hi, David. How you doing? Hey, good, Shay. How you doing, man? Not bad. Not bad at all. Listen, I, I cannot keep track of this soap opera with the Green Party. Um, we're not at the stage where party executives... <laughs> it's crazy. So party execs, do I have this right, are actually moving to kick the leader out of the party and block her from running in the upcoming election? Is that how far we've gone? That is how far we've gone. Um, yes. So, so uh, you know, we've been reporting on this. I, I don't know what you call it. Um, controversy, attack. I'm not sure what it is. And, and this really, this Green Party, I don't know, Civil War, whatever you want to call it, really goes back to the leadership race to replace Elizabeth May. Right. Annamy Paul won that leadership race. Um, she is from downtown Toronto. And because it's radio, we don't have pictures. Let me tell you, she's a black woman, but she's also Jewish. And I remember speaking to her during the campaign and she was taking a ton of abuse from Green Party members, racist attacks because she's black, misogynist attacks because she's a woman and anti-semitic attacks because she's jewish and there are her defenders who say a lot of that has continued along and recently over the last you know a couple of months it boiled up because of uh a very middle-of-the-road position, if you ask me, mm-hmm. that Annamy Paul, who's Jewish, took on the most recent conflict between Hamas and Israel. Like everybody, she said, hey, put down your arms, um, you know, ceasefire, the violence has got to stop, uh, you know, condemned the terrorists for throwing uh, rockets at Israel, but also said to Israel, you're our friend, you know, you gotta, you got to show a little restraint, which is the position the government of Canada took. But to some in the Green Party who um, very much sort of pro-Palestinian, etc., that was too much. One of the MPs elected in 2019 as a Green, your member, Janica Atwin, she was a Green yes. Party MP. She said, you know, Andy Paul, oh, that's a terrible position. Yeah. And well, sort of. She she said that we, you know, that the Palestinians are the victims and the and she used the word apartheid referring to Israel. That's the real no, no. And um, and it, long story short. Um, she got attacked by one enemy Paul staffers and she felt hard done by. So she left and went to the liberals. Okay. And that really upset a pile of greens in the green establishment. And they blamed enemy Paul and her staff. So now the green party leadership council, the unelected board of directors, they have, it's a weird, weird kind of party. The board of directors has perhaps more power of the party than the leader does. Anyhow, board of directors says this is terrible. You got to make this right. Or we're going to have a, a vote at the board of directors, a confidence vote. That's going to happen in a, in a few days. That was a couple of weeks ago. Then the exec, so Annamie Paul, one of her reactions was to say, I need some lawyers to tell these guys to cease and desist. And that according to the Green Party Constitution, gave cover to the interim unelected executive director of the party to launch a review of Annamy Paul's um, membership in the party, because apparently members are not allowed to launch legal actions against the party. And if you do, you're, that's reasons for dismissal from the party. <laughs> so this is crazy. I mean, the long and short of it, even if you didn't follow all that, is that the Green Party is imploding. This is going to hurt fundraising, candidate recruitment. Forget it. You know, try and find some decent star candidates. Sure. And, you know, Shay, you know, I know this. Greens weren't going to win anything in Alberta, weren't going to win anything in Saskatchewan. But they 
do they do take away on the West Coast, they sap NDP support. And on the East Coast, on the Atlantic Coast, they sap liberal support. So you know who's cheering about this Green Party thing? Are New Democrats, Jagmeet Singh and the Democrats on the West, and Justin Trudeau and the Liberals on the East. And, you know, I know everybody's looking at polls and think it's going to be a walk for Justin Trudeau. I get news for you. It is not going to be a walk for Trudeau, the Trudeau Liberals. And that's, that's not because Aaron O'Toole and the Conservative Party are strong by any means. It's because of Jagmeet Singh and the NDP. And it could have been because of the Greens on the East Coast. And so, you know, th- this does factor into the bigger picture, even if the Greens had been able to peel off a few thousand liberal votes and a handful of writings, it could have prevented Trudeau from getting a majority. Right. Um, and that's why this is a big issue for folks in Alberta, Saskatchewan, even where there is not a strong green presence. Yeah, the, the ripple effect is, is widespread for sure. Okay, so as you said, uh, technically yeah. what we would call a leadership review coming up next week, is that when we may get some closure and some, yeah, I mean, they yeah. need certainty. They need something concrete here. They do. So, so here's how the rules work. So there's, so, so I, I mentioned the Green Party's board of directors. Uh, the board of directors has a whole bunch of vacancies right now, and they're in the, the party's in the midst of electing new directors. Uh, those elections conclude in 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 August. So this is a lame duck, what they call federal council, right? It's on its way out. They're all about to be removed, and nonetheless, um, they're going to have essentially a confidence vote. It's not a leadership review. It's really a confidence okay. vote just among those people on the board of directors. Now, here's the thing. To sustain a confidence vote, in other words, we have no confidence in view, that needs two-thirds of the votes at this federal council. Now, I'm looking, and the federal council, by the way, notorious for not talking to reporters. It doesn't matter us, any organization. They just don't, they don't want to talk. They don't want to be accountable. But I've been able to sort of suss out that I think Annamie Paul's looked at that federal council, and I think she's got, she's, she, she's got at least more than a third, probably half of the council on her side. So this confidence vote might not work. Okay. But even if it did, if they voted non-confidence in their leader this month, then there would be there's going to be an uh, a meeting of the all the entire membership. It'll be online, virtual, and at that point, uh, the membership will be asked to sustain a non-confidence vote of the board. That only takes half the membership. So, so there's still. But again, this is all happening. Well, what are other parties doing? Exactly. Well, they're busy preparing for a federal for sure. election. Exactly. And the meanwhile, the Greens are tearing them. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Sells up about this. <laughs> when you talk about the membership, um, I, I put a, put aside all the problems that they're having. When you take a look at party leadership, it looks like this is a failure in an experiment here. It has not worked out clearly. Um, what does the membership feel about having her lead them into this election that we anticipate is only just months away? Does she still have membership support? Well, this is the difficult thing to gauge. I mean, usually when you, you know, as a reporter, if I was trying to gauge, you know, does Aaron O'Toole still have support? I'd be talking to caucus or, you know, EDA presidents or uh, members of the conservative board of directors. It's the same thing with any other party. But as I say, the Green Party, believe it or not, um, is, is, I would say, notorious for its, its, 
its leadership in the party, they're worse than Stephen Harper's conservatives. And though who knows how the press and, <laughs> and the Harper conservatives got along, it wasn't good. It's worse, I think, with the Green Party. They, they're just not communicative. They have an inter, as I say, an interim executive director, an interim president. Um, they've been through a couple of executive directors over the last couple of years, and there's been lawsuits about how people have left. And so we really have only been able to hear from people who, you know, are on their way out right. and want to speak up. And they often have, you know, they may not be representative. So it's hard to say, but I guarantee you that this does not, I mean, just generally, when you get this kind of turmoil in sure. a party, you, you don't have the volunteers to go canvas for support, to give money. And again, candidate recruitment. Candidates are so important. If you want to have success, you want a strong local candidate. Um, and they're just not going to step up. But, you know, they, the, the Green Party had this big breakthrough out in New Brunswick in the last election with this Janica Atwin. And she was a, you know, really positive candidate, you know, a young woman, an activist in the community, known in the community. And she really parlayed that into, uh, in, in that riding she won in Fredericton, New Brunswick. There was some really interesting vote splits between a liberal incumbent, um, the, the Conservative Party and the Greens. And that was the votes all sort of split across and she came up the middle. And I think the Green Party until this happened, they could have actually won in Prince Edward Island. They could have won maybe one, maybe two seats. In PEI, the Green Party is the official opposition. <laughs> so th there's a there's a nucleus of support in some regions of the country. And again, in a, if you if the Greens were going to win in PEI, it would be at the expense of Trudeau's Liberals. And I can tell you, in 2019, I was on the island campaigning with Trudeau, and I was speaking to Liberals there, and they knew that the Greens were a threat then, and they couldn't understand it. They said, "What? Why do the Greens hate us Liberals so much?" Well, because you guys bought a pipeline, right? I mean, right, sure. The liberals bought that Trans Mountain pipeline, which the Greens, uh, you know, the Greens use the Greens use that all the time against them. So does the NDP. So again, th that's you know, if you look at what's going to happen to the party membership, there are there are you know a couple of million people who would be inclined to vote Green in any general election. Um, but I can actually foresee a situation. It's got so bad that there will be no Green MPs in the House of Commons. Right now, there are just two. Elizabeth May, she's still there, uh, Saanich Gulf Islands, and Paul Manley, who's a Green MP from Nanaimo, B.C. And I, and I can see a situation where even Elizabeth May doesn't win. Now, she's personally very popular in her writing, and the alternative there is that probably conservative. She beat a conservative to get in um, a couple elections ago. Um, but the conservatives, they, they need to win somewhere. And if they're Vancouver Island, that would be a spot I'd be aiming for her seat. Um, and certainly the NDP are going to be gunning for um, the Nanaimo seat, which is one they held before the Greens did. So it's not looking good for the Greens in right now. They just, uh, no, they just have not got their act together. And and yeah, it is. A, it's an absolute mess. It's pure chaos. Hey, last one before I let you go. Uh, with her infamous press conference, sure. where uh, she came forward and talked about a lot of what was going on, she she threw some shots at Justin Trudeau and saying he was. I don't know if she was intimating that he was orchestrating this somehow or something like that. Anything more on that front in terms of how Trudeau may have had a hand in this? Because that well, was the allegation. So that was, of course, in the whole context of the floor crossing right. that Janica Atwin came over to the Liberal Party, and um, and you know who knows what goes on in back rooms, but there was the insinuation there that they, you know, she was lured, pressured, yep. and and of course this didn't reflect well on Annamie Paul's leadership. I chalked that up to politics. She's trying to make the best of a really bad situation when you lose an MP, and so she's taking shots at uh, Justin Trudeau. But I mean, to be honest, I mean. She, if she didn't do this, I know others did. I mean, um, as Janica Atman was out the door becoming persona non grata now in the Green Party, many pointed out, uh, good luck, Janica. You know, 
Look, look at how some strong, independent women did in Justin Trudeau's caucus, like, oh, I don't know, uh, Selena Cesar Chavan, like Jody Wilson-Raybould, like Jane Philpott. Um, you know, Trudeau has, this is his critics say, you know, Trudeau uh, tends not to listen to strong, independent women or, or brushes them aside or they're forced to quit. So that's politics, and that's what Annamie right. Paul was kind of getting at. Um, you know, I'm not sure, so sure that's going to be so successful. And um, and Jenica Atwin, meanwhile, remember I said she had this. She was like over the top criticism of Israel. All of a sudden, she she goes, well, maybe my language is a little too harsh because he's in a liberal caucus. Sure, where, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are some uh, there are some Jewish members of that caucus that were not at all happy with her comments or her floor crossing, and so she had to put some two. Okay, David, we're, you're breaking up a little bit towards the end, but I love the insight and the analysis, as always. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. No problem. Okay, cheers, guys. Thanks. That's David Aiken, uh, Global News Chief Political Correspondent, trying to walk us through what's going on with the Green Party. Justin wants to talk about the Green Party. Let's get this calling quickly. Hi, Justin. What's on your mind? Hey, um, well... I know the Green Party doesn't seem to have a big influence in Alberta, no. but it definitely has a big influence on federal politics. So when I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago when Elizabeth May was about to hand over the reins to something else, she almost uh, threatened to resign the party because of the anti-Semitic views. Similar, I believe it was a resolution calling Israel an apartheid state because mm-hmm. of Palestine. And it seems like the anti-Semitism is somewhat rooted in there. I don't know why, but it, it, it seems like it's crickets in the media that we're talking about it. Like right now, the liberals and the Greens are fighting over an MP that called Israel an apartheid state. An apartheid state, like, yes. Yeah. Why, why do the liberals even want that in their party? Well, as David said, it sounds like she was sat down and talked to and uh, given a pretty stern message that you stop with that kind of talk. If you're going to be part of the Liberal Party. Like, what did the Conservatives do with uh, the one senator that said that uh, the residential schools were taken out of context? Like, to me, that kind of comment is almost similar, where it's like, no, (laughs) it's not taken out of context. Like, we have values, but it seems like... Like, I, I don't get it. Like I hear what you're saying. These, yeah, I mean, the, the rhetoric can get extreme, right, and, and, well, and cause damage. I get it. I get the politicking, but why is no one calling out Justin Trudeau for taking taking a uh, a new liberal MP that was in public saying pretty gruesome things about Israel, and then other MPs get booted out of there for less. I hear you. Okay, Justin, yeah. Uh, well, you just called him on it, and I appreciate you calling in. Uh, just some of the texts, and, and this, is, this is a good one, and it's kind of the way that I feel about this whole situation. This listener says, if the members inside your own party have a dislike for you, why are you forcing them to like you? Isn't it better just to leave and have somebody else come in? The turmoil is not going to stop until the person has left the building. The Green Party is dead. I don't even know why they exist. Well, I don't know if they're dead, but they're certainly grievously injured. There's no question about that. And, um, yeah, I agree with you when it comes down to it. And, and, you know, maybe all the other things need to be borne out. We need to have investigations. We need to find out more details about it. But it looks to me like at this point the party internally is coming apart, and it's all about the leadership. So when you're this close to an election at any time, at any time, uh, but especially when you're this close to an election, you can't um, 
have a situation where the the party is is dealing with things like this. It's an absolute disaster if you're trying to run a, into a federal election. So we'll see what goes on with the Greens. As we heard, uh, July 20th is the next step where they take that confidence vote in um, the leader and see if they wanted to stick around. So we'll bring you an update on that.